Hello and welcome once again to the How Long to Beat podcast. This week, as is every week, I'm joined by Alex. Obligatory hello. And Paula. Hey. I six out of times all around. I gotta keep you on your toes. You keep us on our toes every week. I do. This week's always be the game. Nice. Uh, so no. we are gonna Why would you do that? All part of the fun in it. So we're uh, we're gonna talk about the games that we've beaten, retired, and played, as we do every week. Um it's another Steam Next Fest at the time of recording. We've played some games. We've done it a little bit differently to how we've done it previously. So mm. we're going to come on to that as a topic this week before we move on to the fifth edition of this round of the new format of the current version of the game that we all play on this podcast every single week. That game is hopefully something that you enjoy. Fuck <laughs> 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 God damn it. How long to beat the game? I've been cooking that one up. I'm so glad that one. I'm going to have trust issues. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to have to kick Rick out of his how long to beat no. announcer position. Oh, speaking of, speaking of life and suffering within said life, Alex, one of your completions this week, just to dump you in the middle of them. Sure, yeah. It's about life and suffering of a, of a particular individual. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about that and the other games that you beat with Sure, this game is super good. This is a, The Life and Suffering of Sir Brandt, a PC game, uh, PC-only game. Um, I'm, really, I'm really delving into all those. <laughs> I realized like, over the years of not playing PC games, there's so many like text-based-ish kind of adventures that I'm like, I'm so fucking into this. And it's kind of, it's kind of a visual novel, I guess. It's really a choose-your-own-adventure game basically where you mm. play it's it's set in the uh, 1100s so you are playing through the life of like the entire life of this guy it's really very much a role-playing game um so you start from his birth and you go to his death but what's really cool is this is set in a fantasy world that is similar to ours in the idea of like similar um kind of religious systems in some ways but the big difference with this world is that you're living within an empire on an island. It's very, you can sort of tell, like, it's kind of European-esque, right? Um, British, <laughs> in a way, um, but not really. Um, and so it draws from historical epochs. Like, I, I would say it really pulls from the French Revolution, and it really pulls from the kind of schism within the Catholic Church that kind of births Protestantism. Like, those are kind of two huge events that it kind of relves its story on. But it, it's in a world where there are other kind of races have existed, but now there really are only two, the Archneans and the humans. And so the Archneans are kind of like the kind of rule of the empire, but there are also these things called the twins, and there are these twin gods, and they're very much real. So like in this world, the gods are real in the sense that when you die, everyone is reborn up to four times, and you're just, you just come back to life. Um, but the fourth time is your true death. And you could also be sentenced to true death. Um, and so you have these things called your lesser deaths and your true death. And so lesser deaths are very, and you'll receive these kind of marks when you come back that like uh, show the amount of times that you've had a lesser death. Um, and, you know, it's an interesting gameplay mechanic in some ways that allows you to, but it's also like very integral to this world. And so you're born into a time of real kind of strife within this world. Um, and, 
even on the so this just in case people were this is not a spoiler this is on your they show you the chapter headings and the chapter headings are um childhood youth adolescence uh peacetime and then the revolt so you know that by the end of this story there is a revolt coming you don't really know what kind of revolt's coming but it is coming and you have to really role play within this and there are kind of three main paths that you can go down in terms of your kind of vocation so there's priesthood, nobility, and lotless. And so everyone within this world is split into caste systems. Um, and so um, the lotless are very much like they're meant to go through suffering in life is the idea. And like they're kind of like the peasantry. You have the nobility. Um, peasantry can enter parts of the nobility, but not all of it. There's like the nobles of the sword who are like um, inherited families. And then there are like the nobles of the mantle, which is basically people who have gained nobility through their service. And you are in a family who has gained the nobility of the mantle. Um, and so I chose the priesthood path because I thought it was really interesting. Because I'm like, well, fuck, the gods are real in this world. I want to learn more, <laughs> you know. Um, and you end up, uh, anyway, there's like, there's an inquisition as well in this. And like, oh, God, it is so interesting. The choices you make are quite difficult. Um, but what I really love about this game is that it, it's kind of stats based, right? Like you have different stats that you have within it. And so like you know, you'll have like skill checks for certain choices that you want to make throughout. Um, and you develop relationships with different people. Um, and your decisions can influ influence that. But what's really nice is that every choice you make, by default, you can turn this off if you want, but I really recommend leaving it on. It shows you what values will go up or go down uh, based on those choices that you pick. So because their idea is that they're like, we really want you to guide Sir Brant's life. We want you to feel like you have really made the decisions and guided his life as you go along. Now, you won't necessarily know. For instance, you have a thing called willpower. And some of your checks depend on your willpower. Willpower is basically the ability to make difficult decisions. And if that willpower goes below zero, you might get locked out of making some choices that could really save your ass. It might force you to make decisions that are not so great. So you have like, you know what your immediate decisions are going to do. But you don't know how everything's going to play out. You don't know what situation's coming down the line that you might need more willpower for. So sometimes you might have to look at a decision and go, I really think I should do this, but also I kind of want to make sure I don't fuck something up way worse down the line. So maybe I'm going to take this kind of worse decision. But, uh, you know, like you're really trying to decide um, how you want to go through things. And you cannot be a jack of all trades. You really have to pick and decide on like what you want to do who you're going to role play and how this character is going to be in the world and like accept that you're going to have some shit happen to you along the way because of those choices you make, which is where the life and suffering comes from, right? And suffering is also a big theme in this world in general because the lotless are meant to suffer. So the nobility are meant to guide while the, the, the lotless are supposed to suffer. Like you get to a certain age where like, because the twins anyway, they have a sword and they have like, one of them is like peace, one of them is like judgment. And so if you're like a poor, you get whipped um, at like your like the ser Anyway, it's wild shit, but um, it's super, super good. And like the storytelling is so well done. And I have to say it's one of, to me, I think the most accurate um, games I've ever played that deals with a revolt because it really looks at how this impacts society as a whole. And there are clearly things happening that are beyond your control. Um, and it's just such a beautiful look at upheaval. And I got an ending that I'm very satisfied with. 
Um, but you can really fuck this up so bad. Like, and you can be a fucking asshole in this if you want to. Like, they do not limit you from just being an absolute piece of shit or from really sticking to your kind of like your um, values and going through it. And there are some seriously branching paths that you can take that like I was going to do achievement list. I'm telling this Paula and like I beat it in about uh, seven or eight hours um, for like one playthrough. And you could go through much faster if you were to go again, because you could skip some things, but there is like a, like some serious storylines that are just so entirely different. Like it's not a case of like, Oh, you know, if you play it again, you'll get like a little bit of a different flavor text. It's like, no, no, no. You're going to get entire character story arcs and storylines that you never even touched on in your first playthrough if you go through it again. Um, and people that you maybe heard of, but like, there, for instance, there's people I heard of in this that I had like a passing mention of who are like central characters to different story uh, lines that you go through and locations that you take. So I was like, oh, shit. I did, oh, because I, I was just looking at the achievement list and I was like, wait, you do what with this character? What? It's <laughs> like, oh. So yeah, I just think um, it's a really, really, really cool game. A game that as I was playing it, I was like, shit, man, I would love to play more games in this world they've created because it is a really unique, fascinating world that they've created um, with just like for a fantasy world, it felt very grounded. Like I hate, I hate using the example of Game of Thrones because I think it's, it's kind of always used, but it it is like that in a sense where Game of Thrones was obviously very inspired by the War of Roses. Um, and so you can kind of tell it has like these, you know, the events that occur in it, you're like, okay, historically, things like this have happened. Yeah, there's dragons in this world and there's all this fantasy, but the intrigue and the, the politics within it uh, really stem from kind of like true to life events. And that's what this game is like, where it's it's events and the things that happen within it. You're like, no, these are very much inspired by true to life history. It's just that um, you have some fantastical things within it as well that keeps it a little more interesting, you know? And that actually makes, because usually I would never take a priesthood path, right? I'm like, oh, no shit. But in a world where gods are very real, that's a cool path to go down, you know? You're like, yeah, it makes sense to fucking check this out. I want to learn more about these gods in this world. So anyway, I probably already talked too much about this game now, but I, I really recommend it. I think a lot of people might have it because I think it's been in some bundles. Um, I think it was in a recent bundle because mm -hmm. I, I don't think I just bought this on my own. I think it was in some kind of narrative bundle or something that I got. <laughs> what? There's too many bundles these days. <laughs> um, but if you have it, seriously recommend trying it i got really hooked and beat it in a couple sittings because i just wanted to keep going it's just uh it's good but again if you don't like reading uh don't play this game because <laughs> it is a novel all right <laughs> yeah, i mean it, the, the whole thing's stylized like a book like it, it very yes. obviously it, looking at the steam page it seems very king's dragon passing hmm. i don't know what that is but now if that I means anything to either of you or anyone listening at home no. It's worth checking out. It's got like a, a relatively um, up-to-date mobile port. It's like an old 90s text-based adventure thing that seems to oh, yeah. do kind of similar things. I think that leans more fantastical, but in terms of the vibe I get looking at the UI, that's that's the feeling I get. Yeah, okay, that sounds cool. Look almost useless bringing up because neither of you know what it is, but yeah. No, but I'm seeing it I now. It's like eight or nine pounds on... That's from 1999. Dang, man, back in the day, right? But see, this is what I love is mm. that, like, it takes but some... It's supposed to be feminine. Yeah. Well, the Sorry, thing... The, no, I was going to say, but the text-based adventures, they, they can be old as shit and still hold up so well because, again, it just depends on the writing, right? Like, 
the strength of the writing, and this is very mm-hmm. evocative writing, and um, it got me really invested in the world and its characters, and I was just very, like, on board, you know? I was like, hell yeah, I'm into mm-hmm. this. Um, the Actually, the only weak part is that they have little cutscenes that introduce the chapters, and I thought the voice actor, not great. That's the only thing that I was getting. Also, because you get so invested in your Sir Brandt that when you hear someone reading it, I was like, stop it. That's not me. <laughs> like, because you're very like in this character, you know, and just, yeah. Um, so anyway, good shit. Silence imposter. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you're not Sir Brandt. <laughs> but um, I would love to hear other people play it because this is a game where if you if you two ever play this, this is a game that 100% we'd have to do a spoiler uh, thing on because there is so much to talk about in this game, especially if you do different paths. So much to talk about. Um, anyway, that's that. Uh, a game that wasn't not as good. I played... Okay, so I, I played Spyro Reignited Trilogy. I played Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage because uh, actually Cock was talking about it. Matt was talking about it on Discord and, and joined it. And this game is way worse than the first game. Like so much worse um i so to give you an idea the first game i got 120 percent completion on this one i think i got like 68 percent pardon yeah oh yeah you can get way more than 100 percent. i got Ooh. 120 so that's in the sort of thing uh you can get over 100 percent. well it's like castlevania right when you, when you can do like 190 percent or whatever on those things anyway because i love that game stupid percentages i know right i love that game so much though i really wanted to get just about everything that I could possibly get in it. This second one, man, I got maybe 60-something when I beat it, because it fucking, I did not like it. Like, and you know what I think the problem with it is? They have a lot of bullshit mini-games that you have to do in it to try and get, um, and like, mini-games that are so fucking, like, you have to be so perfect to complete them, that it's just infuriating. And, because you're doing the same, you have to get these, like, orbs to go to, like, the final boss thing, so like, there's the you basically, if you go through the level once, you get like this talisman that like says you've completed the level and like allows you to go to other levels. But then there are like bonus objectives within it that you get orbs in. And that was kind of similar in the first game. But in the first game, you really were trying to unlock the dragons, right? So you would like, there'd be multiple dragons at each level. You'd unlock them. They'd say a little something fun to you. And then you, there'd be like a couple little extra bonus things that you could do within each level. Um, but they were usually pretty fun. Um, not overly difficult, slightly challenging, but you know, doable. In this one, man, some of those fucking challenges are just fucking garbage. Like, they're so, they're so, like, mid-2000s bullshit, where it's like, oh, here's a fucking cart game, minigame that you have to do. If you accidentally touch one button at one second off by, like, a millisecond, you will die and have to restart the entire challenge. And I'm like, I, fuck off. Like, so not worth it and so annoying and so i was left really really pissed off by this game actually um and it's kind of soured me on playing the third one um and it's such a weird step down from the first um in terms of quality and it's odd because i know some people really love this one in particular um i don't understand why but they do (laughs) and so like for me i I don't know i i was so just maybe i'm not in the right headspace for it but I, th- I thought I was. I really wanted to play it. I was like interested in another platformer. I love Spyro, but and the c- the camera controls felt really rough in this one too. Like it felt like it was always fighting me. Like every time I would want to want it to look one place, it was like, no, fuck you, man. I don't want to do that. And I was like, hey. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Just really disappointed. 
really disappointed. I think it was like a six or a seven for me for this one. Um, whereas Spyro, the first one, was like eight or nine, easy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the simplicity mm. of the first one that got me. I hear that the third one goes more back to this, the format of the first, which um, makes me excited. I'd like that. Um, anyway, that's Spyro. I don't recommend the second. <laughs> um, in terms of, uh, I also got back into VR. I don't know why. I just I hadn't been playing VR for a while. And then then we were talking about it a bit. And I was just like, I want to play like Oculus again. So I went through and yesterday in like two sittings, I beat the room VR, Dark Matter. Mwah. So good. <laughs> like really, really fun. Uh, I still don't fucking understand what's going on in these games <laughs> uh there's something about the null i don't know what that is really uh spooky things happening but it's really fun puzzling and it's essentially there's like four kind of rooms that you puzzle through in this four and a half i guess um and at first i was a little disappointed because you don't have direct locomotion it's teleporting but i also extremely understand why it's teleporting because you can only teleport to set locations which are the puzzle locations, basically. Which is really, really smart. <laughs> because otherwise, you would just be wandering through these beautifully created locations and going, where the fuck are the puzzles, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think they did a really smart yeah. thing where they're like, no, 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 we're just going to limit you to where you can go so that you know that these are the puzzle locations, all the puzzle stuff are in these locations, and that way they can make all the locations really beautiful and detailed that you can look around, but you know that what you need is in one of those teleportable locations. Um, so that to me was really smart. There's only one challenge that involves an organ that made me want to blow my brains out because uh, it required like using your digital fingers to press a key. Anyway, it was not, not great. Um, but that was it. Other than that, the VR stuff in this is really fun. A really um, excellent usage of VR. Like you can really tell that this was built specifically for vr and only for vr right like that that's what this was made for i think maybe you can i don't know this one you can play otherwise but anyway um it's really really wonderfully done uh great sense of scale um it's just fun to use these objects and to put things together like you know it's like doing a big old escape room essentially and it's just a fucking blast like if you find the pc or the mobile games of, of the room fun this is like I would say easily the best of them all because of the fact that you're in these locations and like really tactily like messing around with all of the stuff that you're using. It's just, just a fucking blast. And I really hope that they stick to the VR um, world and make more in VR um, because they've proven that they're very good at it and can do a really good job. So if you've got, oculus or, or you know any kind of vr thing i recommend playing this one you'll have fun of course it's only a few hours long so i don't know maybe wait until it's on sale that's what i did <laughs> or i think i might have got it in a bundle i don't know fanatical does this all the time so just wait till they get another quest one <laughs> bundles right yeah bundles uh! <laughs> my life Woo! is ruled by bundles uh and that's it so rick why don't you tell me what have you been pl- beaten what have I been plebeaten? Plebeaten. What have you plebeaten? That's <laughs> <laughs> like sad. I was like, oh no. I have two blur completions. Uh, two pretty short games, to be fair. The first of those is Daddish 2. Uh, this time on Switch. Long time listeners will know I adore Daddish. You're a dad, but also a radish 
in very, very basic side-scrolling platforming. <laughs> I, think, I think Alex almost spat his water back out. <laughs> yeah. It's a great game. The writing's great. It's basic, but good fun. The reason I brought forward my replay of Daddish 2 is that Daddish 3 launched a few days ago, as of recording. Daddish got a threequel, guys. A threequel. Oh, shit. Daddish 3. Wait, what? <laughs> In the threequel, there's a level where he rides his ex-wife, who is a tomato, according to the store page. <laughs> ex-wife is a tomato. The plan is, like, we'll get to Metroid Dread, which is like my current Switch game in the moment, but I was like, I don't want to back-to-back Daddish. That wouldn't be fair. So I want to stop briefly, play Daddish 2, beat Metroid Dread, and then go play Daddish 3. So that's what I did in the first part by beating Daddish 2. This game's great. Like, you can play it for free on mobile if you really really want to regularly goes on sale on switch i paid like 90 pence for daddish 2 and i think that is more than reasonable for the game you get the game's good fun the writing is is pretty thin on the ground but really enjoyable pixel art's nice enough like it's, it's just a nice time it's a nice 90 <laughs> minute sort of palette cleanser thing and to be fair i feel quite similarly about the second game that i played being uh turn it boy commits tax evasion which only really on my radar because Alex played it about six months ago and it popped up on Game Pass. This is a Game Pass game through and through. It's yeah. So, so thin on the ground. There's barely any game, really. Like, it, it's a top-down Zelda-esque thing um, where you play as a little turnip who didn't pay the tax on his greenhouse. And now the evil mayor's got him doing chores but why? You'll find out in the course of this adventure. While going through, to be fair, some actually quite humorous sort of situations and dialogues and things going on. It just felt like a series of interconnected set pieces that kind of had a game in the middle. It had some neat ideas. I like how it kind of stole the portals from Portal <laughs> right down to the colouring of them midway through. Um, there's various things that it lampoons in terms of like pop culture and gaming and, you know, various other things. And, you know, as a package, it was a lot of fun in that respect. Mm. The gameplay was fucking weak. Like the gameplay is meh. But if you have Game Pass and you have like ninety minutes to kill, well worth having a look. I had a good time. You know, it, it was reasonably good for me. Um, in in spite of like the game's failings, it's an enjoyable time. It's worth saying as well. Like it includes whatever DLC they did for it, including like an optional post game roguelike mode, <laughs> which is good for entirely one attempt. To my mind. <laughs> Because I, I, it's an endless one. It's not like a Hades where there's an end game and an end story to it. It's just, oh, hey, we have this combat system and we have these character sprites. Why don't we uh, build a series of interconnecting rooms and just have you loop them until you get bored and or die? And that, that's, that's the setup. Yeah. And you play like 20 rooms at a time. You play three or four just regular enemy rooms. Then there's a repeat of one of the bosses from the campaign repeat that a couple of times and then you have to fight the conductor who's clearly the only new thing they've programmed for this fucking mode and then if you beat the conductor you go back to the beginning again and you just keep going and going and going and going and going mm-hmm. and you know it's an okay diversion for 15 20 minutes so i'm never gonna fucking play it again but <laughs> well the combat the game, is not on. the highlight of that game <laughs> i know right the, the combat is barely present in that yeah. game if we're being fair there is a swing sword button and that mm-hmm. is the long and the short of it. I'll I, I tell you what I do like, and this is kind of a spoiler, I guess. 
um, when you go and pick up the sword, you get the watering can first and you have to water a specific plant to pick up the sword. And the, the, the text caption that you get is, it's dangerous to grow alone. Take this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and if that gives you a tickle, that's the kind of writing that makes this game worth experiencing. Yeah on a deep discount and or as part of a Game Pass subscription. It is a it is an enjoyable time. It just about qualifies as a game. But it is a really, really enjoyable time. Um, and to be fair, one and a half of my retirements are enjoyable times as well. So Paula, unless we've missed anything, you have no completions this week. I do not have any completions, no retirements this week. So and Alex go ahead. Any retirements either. So we've we've thought this out really poorly. I'm gonna roll straight into retirements, but it's yeah, two really quick fair. ones. Um, Picross E7, great game, great Picross. I got my Picross fill. I didn't feel the need yeah. to, to finish it. So I'm sure I'll come back to it another time, but it's parked for now. Um, I did try to play the Artful Escape. Just would not run for me. Oh, really? Couldn't even couldn't even start the fucker. So I, 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 I've had it installed on my laptop for like a month and a half. Um, thinking, oh. you know, I'll, I'll, get to, I'll get to it. Um, I went to boot it up. And bear in mind, this game is not graphically intensive. Maybe it isn't super well optimized. I don't know. But it, it was running at like three frames per second the first time I loaded it up. I was in, you know, the, the bit right at the beginning of the game where he's on a mountain and yep. he's trying to play acoustic songs. And then he finally decides to like oh, play a power ballad and then this suit comes up. Yeah. It was at the suit coming up that I was just like, this is bloody well unplayable. Let's, hmm. you know, tinker around with some of the settings and see what we can do. Um, so I went to close it and I thought, well, you know, rather than trying to quit to menu and fight through this FPS. I'll just go back to the title screen. I'll quit out and start again. And I'll go into the options and, and see what I can tweak there. Uh, I, could I get it to load back up? No, I fucking couldn't. I tried reinstalling it. I tried tweaking various things. Just couldn't get it to play nice. So sure. for the time being, that one that one's just not not an item. Yeah, that's me. a shame because it's a great game. I, I liked the opening as much of it as I saw. I actually did think it was a, a strong opener. It, it hooks you. It doesn't really waste time with exposition you don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening 30 seconds, I think, were excellent, but I didn't get any further <laughs> than that. So that's kind of the problem. Um, let's bounce straight into what we're playing. Paula, uh, we haven't heard from you yet. Kick us off. Well, I've been playing a lot of stuff. A lot of these games are like impulse plays because I'm <laughs> at my boyfriend's right now and he's like, oh, let's play these, let's play that. So it's the classic there's some very interesting slip. thing here. Huh? It's the classic power finger slip. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. With some extra uh, help on top of that. So mm. beautiful. And I'm going to start with one of the co-op games we're playing that is Stardew Valley. I think I mentioned this one, um, maybe the last recording, but yeah, we're trying to run this farm and we are trying to make a lot of money because we need really, we really want that chicken coop, but well, we're poor right now, so (laughs) no chicken coop for for us. And we don't have the mind yet. I don't remember when you unlocked that. Oh man. I don't know. I lost like at least 500 hours of my life to Stardew Valley. And most of that, I think I have completely blocked off. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I, like that game took me, that game taught me that I cannot play farming Sims ever again. Cause holy shit, that game's good. <laughs> oh my God. I almost feel like you've blocked, 
that of like for your own good. Yes, that's like, what I think it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not allowed to remember how much fun I had. I can't go mm-hmm. back. <laughs> can't go back. I'm a liquor track. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, we still haven't unlocked the, the mind yet, so we cannot have like the nice things like. Uh, the sprinkler so we have to do everything manually so that limits a lot like what uh, we can do in each uh, farming day um but soon some uh, or at least i hope soon we'll get uh copper and iron and all those fun things to do other fun things with so i've played a little bit of personal for golden um i'm just like at the first murder or the first case I guess. Oops, it's the built of the chunk, but there. Um, I still haven't uh, played a lot of it, so not much to say there. Uh, Fireman Fates Religions. I've been really playing this game. I'm at chapter, if my notes are here, at chapter 18, The Bell Kingdom, and I've unlocked uh, plenty of paralogues right now. So I have a lot of units to play with, but there's I feel like you really need to start like upgrading your weapons because at some point, even if your units are like a very high level, your weapons aren't like quite up to snuff, especially if you have like butlers or mates or, or, um, what was the other one that used, uh, daggers on Turrican? Uh, ninjas. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and so, yeah, like I have. Good units, but the good units aren't really dealing a lot of damage. So I have been doing a lot of free classes or like trying to get more units to uh, level up the field. And I, and that one is for later. And I've also <laughs> been playing Picross Stadium Master Systems uh, Edition. Yeah. This one because Alex was like, "Hey, this is not a drill. There's some major Picross sale right now." He wants some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hello, stranger. <laughs> so, yeah, I fell once again into the pictures trap. I knew you'd appreciate and, it. <laughs> yep. And I don't think I'm going out of the pictures trap every time, anytime soon, because I'm at probably page three or four of the puzzles, like the normal pictures ones. And there's a lot of it in this game. I think there's even color pictures, so that's going to be interesting. I've also played Age of Empires 4. I am very rusty for this game. Like, we haven't played this game in a while with my boyfriend, so we had to um, set one of the uh, bots on easy and the other one on intermediate, because otherwise we, ha- we wouldn't be t- telling the tale, because... Those bots, especially the intermediate one, really wanted our blood for, I don't know, something because it was very aggressive and we were barely prepared for an attack and we didn't notice that there was like a breach on on our defense. So suddenly we had a lot of units attacking our, our base and uh-huh. it was like, hey, where are these units coming from? There was like a little bridge in the, in the mountain. It was like, oh, no, fuck that. Um, still, we won. I don't know how, but we won. And it was a fun time, a very stressing fun time. These two other two were like totally impulse starts. One of, the, one of these, I never heard about this game until 
we were looking at stuff to play on Game Pass. And this Solasta, Crown of the Magister. And it is a D&D campaign that you can play with your, with your friends, up to four friends. And you have to have four characters. So my boyfriend has two and I, has, and I have two characters in the game. And it is clunky. It is very, very <laughs> clunky to control. I have, we haven't even gotten to the combat, but moving is painful. We do have fast travel, but for some reason, only the character that um, selects the fast travel fast travels, and you see the other three characters running through the map until they get to the location. Oh, no. So, yeah, it is one of those. The one saving grace of this game, the reason we haven't retired the hell out of it yet, is the dialogue. Because you create your characters like you would for a D&D campaign. So you roll the stats, you select like the race, the class, and everything. And you can select like personality traits for your character. And we have the, a combination of characters that on a real D&D campaign wouldn't buy at all. <laughs> because we have a high elf that is very like... It is love. He is lawful good, and always follows the rules. But he is like very. Um, let's say he has his uh, head up his ass because he's like, oh, that beer. Oh no, sorry, that is like so not refined for me. And he's like the one that has the, the most like insulting sentences to give to any NPC ever because everyone is like. So not, not good enough for him to talk to. And then we have a half-elf, which, by the way, high-elves don't like half-elves, um, vice versa. And she's like the more practical character that is like, okay, we need to do this, so let's directly ask the person like what we actually need. But she also likes to solve things with violence. And if this... And if it is an option, for her, it's the only option. So that's going to be fun. We also have uh, a very greedy um, halfling or hobbit thief that is Ceres. And he is, I guess, the more serious of the bunch. The most serious of the bunch. But it, his greed hasn't shown yet because we haven't like started like anything adventure-like or like loot-like or anything like that. And finally, you have uh, another character that is, for some reason, the dialogue he has is pretty much the one of a comic relief. So each time we were like just talking, like that character always has like a funny, a very funny uh, dialogue option. So we usually choose that. So yeah, like what you pick for their personality is what determines like the dialogue branches that they will have and that is the one thing keeping the game alive because everything else is a hot mess and yeah that's the last action of the magister we didn't play very for very long because the clank was too much for us <laughs> can only take so much but clank. <laughs> so much clank yeah um really it was clunky as fuck you you, you have to see it to believe it like you, you you can choose some game pass like the pre um pre-made characters. So if you just want to see like how clunky the game is, just select one of those, try to start an adventure, and you'll see. You'll never want to put it up again unless your characters are funny. <laughs> and finally, 
Um, and this one was a nice surprise that we served last, last night, and it's Hollow Knight. Yes. I don't know how, why, and how or why I didn't start this game earlier because it is so much fun. I was so sure that because I'm not usually a good at anything platforming, but I guess I got used to it by playing. I don't know, sell that to the adventure of Link, and that is like the god awful platforming. But also, the platforming in this is so tight. It is so tight. It is. Yeah, and um, I don't know. There's just something about the platforming here that is beautiful. It just works. I can just platform faster than ever, even faster than in um, Ori and the what and the mm. what first? Blind forest. Blind forest. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, no, don't apologize. You're good. Uh, so yeah, and I've already beaten the first boss. The um, was it the false knight? Oh, false I knight, forget. I it's <laughs> it's been um, a while. <laughs> it's been a while, and also defeated a hornet for the first. I nice. I guess it's for the first time because something tells me that that it's like. One of those characters that you fight many times in the game. I mean, yeah, like Hornet is the star of the sequel, so you can, that's a pretty safe assumption. <laughs> yep. Right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, it was because of the whole of the Silk Song announcement, finally. Right. Silk we Song, like, day one hey, game pass. <laughs> yeah. That is so good. I love that we get so many stuff on Game Pass on, game, on day one, especially like this very like expected games like well honestly game pass has become for me one of the best like things when people ask like what do you want as a gift i'm just like just give me some game pass (laughs) like my parents wanted (laughs) to give me a graduation gift and i was like you're a game pass and they're like okay so i'm I'm, like so topped up i'm like i think until 2024 or something so i'm like i'm good (laughs) yeah you're good for a long time i just i have never paid for game pass i just get it as gifts now you know (laughs) because i let's be honest Sometimes as gamers, we can be a little hard to buy things for, you know, because like I buy all the games that I want myself on sale at a good price, you know. So my parents are like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know, man. Gift cards, I guess. <laughs> and being real, you can only consume so much Mountain Dew and Doritos in a day. <laughs> I don't know when the last time I ever had Mountain Dew is. <laughs> it's weirdly, I had some yesterday. It's oh, did you? It's overrated. Yeah. It's, <laughs> is yeah. it overrated or is it just overconsumed? <laughs> I don't think we have yeah. one to do here. <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, you're missing nothing. It's it's fizzy sugar water. Yeah, that is an alarm again. I think that might. I never learned. at some point. Anyways, sorry, Paula. Keep going. Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, holiday. So again, it has been a lo- it has been a lot of fun. I. I would recommend that the first thing you buy besides the map is the compass because, oh my god, I, I have like the zero sense of where the fuck I am on real life and zero sense of where I am in video games. So I usually really need to know, like, I need a marker on my map, like, you are here in this very moment and the compass just does the, just, oh my god, does just that. and. That is like the one thing that improved my experience, like not even tenfold, was like a hundredfold, just because I finally knew like where I was and where I wanted to be. And exploration in this game is great. 
like you obviously get stuff like to explore the world with like as you go on, on your adventure so i like how you unlock um places that you 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 can see that ledge for example you cannot get to that ledge yet and suddenly you get the ability and then the world like opens up in a way that is very satisfying so yeah, that's Hollow Knight for me. I play like almost three hours in two days. So that's a lot for me. Can't wait for your Alex. adventures. Oh yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, uh, well, okay. I am also, I'm playing Picross S2 because this Picross, you know, I just, it's so comforting. I'll be watching something on TV and I'm like, I want to play something that doesn't consume my brain too much. Picross. <laughs> I'm <gonna go> to <laughs> I think I might be done though. I think I think I, I think I got my fill already, so I might just come back to it later. Um, I'm also playing a game that you beat recently. Uh, Rick. Also, I gotta say the podcast. One thing that's great about this podcast is that I just get the impetus to play games that you guys are playing. So I'm like, that sounds fun. Oh yeah, I want to try. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> going under was actually it was on like I know it's on Game Pass, but it was on sale really cheap for Switch the other day, and I that's had that I gift card. Well, yeah, yeah, because this also to me seemed like a game that I was like, this is Switch material. Um, this game is awesome. Way, way better than I think it maybe has any right to be. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. That's fair. That's fair. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, well, you know what it is? Okay, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I think this game, I think it's art style, which is excellent in motion and beautiful, and I love it. But I think it might damage it, it a little bit marketing-wise. Yeah, probably right. and I also, yeah. I think it looks too similar to those shitty physics uh, simulator games, you know, like the like the bad physics games. Um, it does look a little bit totally accurate battle simulator. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which I also, I hear that game's fun. But the thing is, like, it doesn't look like it's a serious roguelike with a fun very witty story that takes oh. on capitalism and entrepreneurial endeavors so well um and actually has some heart to it um and has like fun um really like cheeky but kind of fairly deep combat um within it and so like i have been having a blast i'm actually fairly far into it at this point now i've beaten two of the dungeons um you're not as far in as you think yeah, okay, there's a lot more going on. I mean, there's a fair bit more to go. That's fair. I've beaten a fair number of the tasks as well at this point. Um, mm -hmm. The the high cafeteria dude is my favorite. Swamp, yes. Swamp, yeah. And like, listen, how can you beat getting a free item in the cafe? Oh, he gives me like full hearts every time. I love that shit. Mentors are great. Um, so anyway, I, I've been, I'm loving it at this point. Um, maybe I'm what like quarter of the way through. Do you think? Probably. I don't know. Quarter going on a third. -ish, okay, depending that, on how you feel it. But yeah, it seems about right. I've actually kind of because I thought I would just go really quick, but I've actually gone back and played through a couple of the other. Though it is wild how good you end up getting just by playing the game. Because like getting through to that second one, I went through back to the first one, and I decimate that dungeon like it's nothing now. You know, like I just. I walk through it like it's a breeze. So if there's any tasks I need that are kind of specific, I'll just go there and I'll, you know, take out the tasks uh, pretty quick. Um, talk to people though in this because I didn't at first, but talk to your um, to your coworkers because they have tasks to give you that'll unlock the mentors and stuff. And I didn't do that for a long time actually. 
uh, until eventually I was just like, okay, I'll do that. But I love being able to endorse the skills. I think that's really neat. Um, I'm, uh, I love the, your different weapons. And I like that the fact that when they break, they deal like all this extra damage. So like, there's like a good incentive to actually keep your weapons until they break because you get really good bonuses for doing that. Uh, I always pick up the curses cause they're so worth it. <laughs> um, cause they're not even that bad. And like the, I find the challenges they bring to you are all good. Anyway, it, it's a roguelike, but like it has very steady progression. Um, that doesn't necessarily make the game that much easier for you. It does in a way, but really I do think I'm just getting better at the game as I'm going through, but I am getting enough unlocks and enough interesting new stuff that it feels um, really engaging. And the runs themselves in those dungeons are so short that they feel just right, you know? Like, doubly so on Switch. Like, it's a 20-minute run to complete a dungeon. Exactly. Even if you're going out of your way and doing extra stuff. Exactly. And and I think with you bringing up endorsements, like the, the more I think of that game since I played it, the more I think it, it just nails the question of how do you get a player to try and shit out, which is make it a checklist that they've got. Yep. Like just tie it that way. You've got you've got to use it at least a couple of times to tick the box. Exactly. And I found things that I loved. Like I now absolutely adore setting everything on fire. Because that was one of my <laughs> checklist and there's things. a few challenges you need it for anyway yeah. yeah and i got a skill where like when i roll i'll set everything on fire behind me and i'm like yes <laughs> and you can really like there are so many builds that work nice the what i have found to be the most effective for me is just i get a fucked on a heart like <laughs> you know i've had all my most successful runs have been the runs where i just get a ton of those hearts um and then i'm just like good to go um so anyway I uh, really recommend this game. If you have it on Game Pass, it's a no-brainer. Play it. If it's on sale on Switch, then do that too. But uh, super fun and um, sort of wish, sort of sad that the marketing probably didn't get this game as much plays as it deserves because it probably deserves a little more because it's very good. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, last thing I'm playing, Yakuza Kiwami 2. I decided to jump back in because, you know, here's the thing. I own, this will be the last of the Yakuza games that I actually bought and own, and I really want to play it. But then also, the remastered collection and 6 are on Game Pass. I don't know for how much longer they'll be on Game Pass. I mean, maybe for a while, I don't know. Um, but I know that I'm going away soon, and so I was like, well, if I want to play any Yakuza games, Kiwami 2 is on my Xbox, but I can have all the others on my PC, so I was like, I should probably just play it. And I have to say, when you ignore all the side shit in a Yakuza game and just play through the story, uh, story's not as confusing. <laughs> I really think part of what makes the Yakuza game so confusing is that you like you like do a story beat and then three to four hours later of doing side missions and fucking karaoke, you come back to get the next story beat and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> but they're actually fairly well play- paced if you just play through them all entirely um so yeah i've been enjoying this i i also think kiwami 2 is probably um one of the better stories um and and simpler stories because like kiwami 1 is a little too similar to yakuza 0 but just worse in every single way um yakuza 0 is still i think the highlight of the series i mean really zero like a dragon judgment and lost judgment to me are all on the same level as far as i'm concerned like there is a separate generation of RGG that is just like the modern era has just, they've shot into just incredible stuff um, and really like developed as a studio uh, combat wise and everything. And Kiwami and Kiwami 2 are, are good and I'm having fun, 
but also like they're fine to just breeze through uneasy, you know, like they're not, they're not as good as the other games. And there's only so many hours in your life you can dedicate to these big kind of semi, like, you know, dense open world games. So I was just like, I'm ignoring all the side story shit. Cause it's the side story stuff is cute and fine, but you'll get plenty of it in other games. So I was like, you know what? I, cause again, lost judgment. I like nearly a hundred percent it. And so I'm like, I don't have that in me right now. <laughs> I have enough to get through this game in like 11 or 11 to 15 hours, you know, rushing. So I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm already more than halfway through the game at this point. Um, and I'm maybe like eight hours in and I only have like uh, maybe like five or six chapters left. So I'm like just going to barrel through it. But I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I do. I do. Like and you call fun. yourself a gamer. <laughs> hey, I'm a gamer <laughs> with a lowercase g. <laughs> um, Rick, why don't you tell us, have you finally played more of The Witcher? I actually have, and hey! I've got a funny little anecdote. Wee! <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I was in the town hall in the Vizima trade quarter. There was a particular one of the clerks that I needed to speak to at the top floor. But they're all the same character model, and they all have the same dialogue options. And as I was talking to them all, trying to find the same one, they all have the same line. Well, at least I'm not a seamstress. And so I've got, well, at least I'm, at least I'm, not, at least I'm, not, at least I'm not a seamstress. seamstress, seamstress. Oh, the game's great. The the story is good. The writing is good. You can the jank's still there, but it's it's still a good time. And I'm so mm. help me God, gonna get through it soon. Um, <laughs> um, played a bit more of Days Gone again. Just the more I play, the more I warm to it. Although, um, I have to say, I'm taking a, a brief break from this to play my next currently playing game, which is Sifu on PS4. Hey. Um, me likey so far me really really likey i have to say i it feels like all the enemies are like on one and a half speed and i'm on one x speed <laughs> in terms of like the reaction that's fucking expected from you to to like dodge and parry certain attacks but i like it that the, the combat is really really visceral um it feels like there's no real fat like they've trimmed a lot of it i like the the progression and the upgrade setup i like the story um the art styles it has its limitations, but it evokes, I think, what it's meant to evoke, and it's pretty enough on the eye. Uh, movement just feels really fluid. It, you can tell that this is a dev who cut their teeth on Absolver. Like, it's really yeah. detailed combat. Um, there's lots of options. I do like that a lot of it's about managing the space. Like, very early on, you get past one-on-one, one-on-two encounters, and you end up, like, with groups. And actually... It's not like you see in a film or in certain other games where they'll take it in turns to one of them will come and have a couple of beats with you and then another one will come and have a couple. They're all going to be fucking over you like fat kids yes. on cake. So you really do have to almost pick your moments and manage the space and the spacings. Um, one of the first unlocks I got was one that allows you mid-combo to like dash into an enemy and then switch a with them. And it's so useful because it allows you to, to manipulate where you are in relation to the group much easier. And I like that the game on the one hand makes you feel super powerful, but on the other hand, really, really lays bare your limitations as a not walking man machine, but human versus many more humans who has to play really smart to make that make any sense um still early days i've only beaten the first 
stage and the mm. tutorial. So I've got, I think, another four stages to go. Yeah. Potentially. And I've heard that the, the boss at the end of stage two is the one that's like the watershed moment. Oh, fuck yeah. That boss is, that's the one who <laughs> handed my ass to me hard. And I knew when I was playing it, I was like, oh, fuck. This is a boss that I have to really learn. And this is the, this is the, um, the fucking Elden Ring castle bot, whatever the fucking, that first boss is that you uh, fight against, uh, where it sees like, do you actually know how to play this game or have you just been getting lucky? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, game. I don't know how to actually play. <laughs> With the caveat that I'm not there yet, like so far, I like almost everything about the game. I am much more mixed on Metroid Dread. Now, this this is a weird one. I know you have thoughts on it, Alex, because it's not so long ago that you completed it. And I think went on a pretty heavy rant, if I remember correctly, actually. I did, yes. <laughs> I, I have some sympathy with quite a few of the points. I think they saw the reception to the SAX in Metroid Fusion and were like, oh, sick, let's make a game about that. And just completely missed the point of what fucking worked about SAX. <laughs> yeah. So... Little bit of minor spoilery backstory about the Metroid series for for those listening who aren't familiar. Um, Metroid Dread is the fifth canonical game in like main series two dimensional Metroid. The Prime series obviously is canon, but it's its own sort of separate space in the chronology. Um, the game that precedes Metroid Dread is Metroid Fusion for the GBA, um, and that game featured uh, an antagonist called SAX, who was a clone of Samus. Um, but Samus at her full power versus the Samus in uh, a much weakened state that you play in Fusion. Uh, the SAX was an enemy who could not be stopped, who could not be fought, uh, who could not be outgunned, who had to be avoided and evaded at all costs. Very much like the, the vibe of Predator or Alien. Um, and her involvement in that game was fleeting, but you constantly were worried about those moments because when those moments came, it was real fight or flight. Now, restraint is what made that as effective as it was. I think maybe five or six times in the entire four or five hour runtime, you would come across the SAX. Mm -hmm. um, and they were very, very heavily scripted moments, which again is what made them work. Uh, what they've done in Dread is they've given you these... Uh, Enemies called EMMIs or Emmys. Um, this isn't a spoiler. They're very heavily in the marketing. Uh, the game is very open early on that seven of them were sent to the planet that you're on. Mm -hmm. And they've all, to varying degrees, gotten rogue. I'm pretty early in the game and I've already destroyed three of them. But the, the point of the Emmys is that there are predetermined zones in which they operate. Um, and when you're in those zones, you have to avoid detection. If you're detected, you're trapped in that zone until they lose track of you or um, until they kill you and you have to start from the beginning again. And if one of them touches you, you have like a real Hail Mary shot at uh, quick timing your way out. Otherwise, they're gone. And you have to meet very specific conditions to beat them. It loses the scripting. It makes the game feel like a stealth mission for a lot of points, which is not the game's strength. It's not ever been Metroid's strength. And how best to say it, it just kind of fucks up the whole structure of the game. And, and th there's a good game in here. The movement's fantastic. You can tell Mercury Steam took what they learned from the um, Return of Samus remake, Samus Returns on the 3DS, 
and worked with it. Like in the moments between Emmys, when you're just playing a regular ass Metroid game, it's oodles of fun. Um, movement's fluid. I like the 360 aiming. I'm one of the people who's a big actual fan of the counter, even though it does change up the formula. I think it changes up in good ways. Um, graphically, the game is fucking gorgeous. But they kind of cocked up the the structure. And, and that's compounded by the fact that the level design is really insipid so far. So it, it it's this real competing thing where the building block or the building blocks in terms of the mechanics, the stuff that it's really hard to nail, they've knocked it out of the park. But the 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 world and the environments in which you're expected to to use that just really don't hold a candle. They don't they don't do enough or they try hard to do too much and fall flat on their face. So it's a really strange situation to find myself in playing the game. And, and it, all that said, I think it still comes out as like a seven. You know, it, it's not a bad game by any means. But it, it's a real miss hit in a lot of ways so far. And it's really not what I wanted yeah. from the game. So I have to say, that, too, in a world of Hollow Knights and stuff, and I know, I know, everyone's like, I know, they're not exactly the same, but it's just in a world where the indie world has fucking perfected... In a world. Yeah, in a world. It's <laughs> 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 fucking perfected the Metroid genre of games. It's hard to go, it's hard to play something that's just good, you know? Um, 8 out of 10 wouldn't recommend the classic Metroidvania problem. Exactly, right? Where you're like, it is good, but it ain't great. And that's just the thing where it's like, at this point, I just get disappointed because you're like, well, I, bu- I buy games that are half the price as this and are twice as good. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's totally fair. It's it's annoying. It's it's annoying. I wanted it to be more. And I, I would like to think that we get one soonish that is more. But again, the last mainline 2D Metroid game was Fusion, which I came, I think came out in 04. Yeah. Just to give some context to just how long in the making this has been. That's also um, why I want to say and, to people, don't get your fucking hopes up for Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> yeah, well, doubly so because they've had to go back to the drawing board on that for whatever reason. Now, to be fair, when, and this is such a tangent, when devs have done that in the past or when publishers have done that in the past, like if you think about FF7 Remake, yeah, that was initially not Inti Creates. I think it was Bandai Namco again that were involved in that potentially. Hmm. Um, or some other studio, and, and Square looked at it and said, "This, this isn't good enough. Let's try again." Um, the end product was fantastic, and I think it, it does take a brave publisher to say, "Well, I, we have to eat this loss because it's just not good enough." Um, and I, I think it can only be a good thing that Nintendo have opted to do that in this case. We'll see how the game comes out, but I, I, I'm just disappointed. The game looked good. And I had some reservations going into it, but it, it has just been um, a letdown versus both what I expected it to be and also what it could have been. I, I think it's just a, a... It's sad when a company has made a really good thing, a really good game, 
and then misunderstood what made it good. Because it's a lose-lose for everyone, right? Like, that, that game is not what it could have been for me. It's not what it could have been for the people who made it. Having said all of that, it's the highest selling Metroid game ever. Oh, so... yeah. I mean, like, no doubt. Also, it's on a console that's like, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. The stars are Had the yeah, best sure. marketing push. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Uh, like Nintendo wanted that right game to lead. fucking sell. <laughs> like, yeah, and it, it um, did. Now yeah. maybe that bodes well for another one soonish and a, and a better one soonish, particularly when they can sort of shock it out to Mercury Steam and let them do their thing. We'll see. Well, um, what about I, a, I'll definitely finish it. But I was gonna say, what about a better Nintendo experience? How are you enjoying Luigi's Mansion Two? Much more than Luigi's Mansion One, actually. So. Uh, for anyone who listened last week, you'll know I, I tried and did not get on with the 3DS port of Luigi's Mansion. Now, I have had some stick on the Discord. There's people who've told me that there's ways to get it working. I may well go back and look at that. But for now, I'm just having too much fun with the sequel. Yeah. Um, I, I think the mechanics are a little bit more simplistic. Mm-hmm. The button layout is much nicer. Um, there's definitely like bits of overlap. So like the looking up and down, it's a discrete button on each one. Whereas if I remember correctly, on Luigi's Mansion 1, there's a button to allow vertical look, and then it's the gyro that you're relying on, um, or uh, the, the analog nipple, and, and neither's really right for that. Whereas, albeit the buttons double up as other things in the sequel, having a discrete look up and a discrete look down, infinitely better. The way that it handles um, orientation and, and what and when it locks on, just feels lots better so far. Um, and, and I do think the, the level-based format is nicer for it as well, actually. Um, I, I get the appeal of one big-ass mansion to sort of dig your way through, but it is nice to, to have specific missions and just have a smaller environment to work with each time. Um, so far, I like it a lot. I'm, I'm having a really good time with it. I've, I'm only through the first mission, so I'm still at the, the Navi stage of the game where like every five steps... And I, I have to shout this out because it's really, really fun. Um, the the communicator that Professor Gad gives to him is like a little original DS fat-shaped contraption. And in fact, I think he does say it's a modified one, <laughs> yeah. like in-universe. And whenever mm. it rings, it's like a, a chip tune sort of... Dun, 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 dun. I think it's the theme from the first one. And there's just a lot of it fun. Is, so it is, it is. <laughs> There's so much life in the animations that they made for this game. Like when it calls Luigi, can say jumps a bit. It's like oh, and then he pulls it out and flips it open, and it, it's oodles of fun. There's a lot of love that's gone into it. So great so far. Much much better than Dread, which really hurts me to say, but it's true. Um, yeah, two more before my completions are done. I've had a lot on the go. First of those is Elo Hole, the Android um puzzler i'm on level like 72 of 98 this is really good i i'm such a big fan of this game it's really creative it's nice simplistic puzzles um in the sense that like it's simple to understand the rule set but they also do some really clever things with making you think what it doesn't doesn't want you to do with giving you certain options and um what i like about it versus something like say cut the rope which similar like single screen setup you've got like a start and end point and the way things move around a lot of the times if you play a game like Cut the Rope, you feel like you're almost cheating the physics engine. Um, with this one, because you have predetermined places where you can place the markers, there's very discrete options. 
and there, there's no way of cheesing it. You kind of have to get it right. Mm. Um, so it feels much more satisfying when you understand what you're supposed to do because there, there isn't the capacity to cheese it. You've just got to understand the rules and play around with it until you, you find the way to put all the pieces together. Really good, and it's really cheap. It's like a pound eighty or your regional equivalent. You you can't say fairer than that for a little game like this. It's good. Um, and finally, um, I've started properly playing Secret of Mana. Um, I found a Vita setup that I'm happy with. Um, I think I'm using the 2005 RetroArch core of like SNES 9 XTL. Um, emulates it really nicely. It doesn't look as good as B SNES, which is what I used for comparison, just to make sure it was all fitting right. But I. I take that trade off for playing it on the Vita in my hand portably kind of thing. Um, as an aside, RetroArch on Vita is not a great experience. Whenever you jump out to the quick <laughs> menu, you can't just jump straight back into the game. It just completely reboots it unless I'm being super dense. Um, but you have the sleep function on the Vita, so it doesn't really matter. I'm not planning to play with save states, so it's not a big deal. Um, one minor annoying thing, and this is not emulations fault this is the game's fault so uh the way they did audio like they use all the audio channels and this is something that i originally thought was like a bug with emulation which is why i spent so much time fiddling around with it um what's actually happening is the music's not cutting out on me which is what i thought was the problem but whenever like there's a sound effect that needs to come through whether it's like a blade of grass being cut or an attack on an enemy um it's cutting out the melody part of the music mm. so um, when when you first start fighting the rabbits, which are the the like basic ass enemy, right at the beginning of the game, uh, in that part of the world, there's a, a piece of music from the OST called "Into the Thick of It," which is just beautiful. And the melody kept cutting out when I was like fighting the enemies while I was listening to. It. I was like, I like this song. I don't like this being cut. Is this like an emulation thing? Can I fix this? It's the way the game was coded. There's no way around it. Hmm. Music is wonderful though. Um, and you know, so far the gameplay feels really, really thin, but I'm in the opening 15 minutes and that's kind of to be expected. Um, the pixel art's gorgeous. The water effects right at the beginning of the game are a sight to behold for that generation of hardware. Um, and yeah, so far, so far it feels nice enough, but it's very, very, very early days. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then I suppose finally, finally because it, it's still the HLTB, the game, game at present. <laughs> uh, Dungeon of the Endless. Have you well and truly retired this one, Alex? This is Dungeon of the Ended for me. Dungeon <laughs> of the Endless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not happening. Just just on Switch, uh, at least. I, I still maintain that if I see this, I've wish-listed it now. I think I have. Or if I haven't, I'll do that today on Steam, so that if it ever goes on like uh, a pretty deep sale... Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to give it a shot again because I think that like I said if I played this with both of you um, multiplayer or, and if I played it on the computer I think I would probably enjoy it a little bit more um, hmm. but yeah it just didn't click for me on uh, on Switch there I do think like you said it's a very admirable port like it it very well hmm. functions um, so like you know it obviously there are probably things that would be easier with uh, a mouse whatnot but. It's not like it's it's not a case of a game where it's like unplayable on Switch or something. Like they did a great job with it. Um, it just for me, I need a little. I need a little more with my roguelites, you know. I just 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 a little bit more. That's all. But and, and speaking of playing it on PC, how have you been finding it? How have you played any more of it this week? Or 
Yeah, I've been playing a little bit more. I lowered the difficulty and oh my god, I cannot get a full run of this game to save my fucking life. I haven't been able... I did like one or two runs on very easy mode and for some reason, level two, the second level is cursed for me because I cannot get past the second level for some reason and yeah. I don't know. I might be doing things wrong which, by the way, I know I did because <laughs> I didn't notice there was like a, there were two doors on the on the room with the crystal. Mm-hmm. So as you might expect, once I I grabbed the crystal, a shit ton of enemies came right after my ass, and I couldn't do anything about it. Oh, and on the second time, I was yeah. like right, right by the stairs. Right, right by the staircase and I got killed there and it was like, no. <laughs> I do remember getting farther with a, with, with a team of people, mainly because we, we had like four characters. Mm-hmm. And with four characters, it does get a little bit easier. But with two characters you, you, and one player, you have to micromanage stuff to perfection at some point because... Otherwise, I don't see how... Oh, I don't know. Does it happen to you like when you're um, going to the next level? If the character is not in the same room as the stairs, that character doesn't... You have to get them all to the staircase, yes. That was very sad. I learned that the oh, hard way. Yeah, I did get another too. character. I, uh, I got lucky and got another character, but I haven't unlocked it yet because, well, I died at the next level, so... There's that. I've been learning things the hard way. The, the game doesn't tell you like a lot of things that are kind of like important. Yeah, that's the, the, What I like yeah. is that whatever I unlock or research, I still keep on my on my next run. Do you? At the very least, like the stuff you, like the weapons, the turrets and stuff that you research, you get to keep like for all your um for all your other runs oh okay i didn't realize that do you oh okay i realized that and i exploited the hell out of it those tesla guns are way too powerful for this do you keep the levels you level them up to or do they start at level one presumably level Um, one otherwise the science would be kind of pointless oh i didn't i didn't i don't know i have to check now yeah yeah that's one to check i mean I'm, i'm planning as i mentioned last week to give it a, a quick whirl on pc again if, if for no other reason than just to have a, a point of comparison between what i experienced on switch and what i remember of mm. pc um it's I, I do think the switch version just purely from memory is just infinitely slower because you do need to do more micromanaging even than you need to do on pc um and it is worth saying as a solo player you do need to to do a lot of micromanaging the other thing that's not super well explained to my mind is like um best practice for making that game work to you like when you make that crystal run at the end like you say you've got to get everyone in the room and the ui kind of signposts it but not in a way that's super obvious um when you pick up the crystal all the doors open generally speaking you want to be dusting an escape route and to the extent that you can um having like a a blast zone of dust so let's say if you've got um two doors on the starting point for the crystal um the path that leads to the exit obviously you want all of that lit up 
if you've got the spare dust, you want one or two rooms lit on the other side as well, because that that makes it so that the enemies can only spawn in from further away. Yeah. Mm. And it gives you ample time to move the crystal across and get all your people in place. And, you know, once you get to like level four, five, six and beyond, actually what you're doing a lot of the time is um, leaving characters in certain positions as mobile turrets or activators for your um, resource producing units and having like a forward scouting party of one or two characters. And it makes sense when you think about the, the, the RTS structure of the game. It's an RTS dungeon crawling hybrid with an emphasis on the RTS side of things. But as a, as a new player who's come into the game, you don't necessarily know that. It's not necessarily super obvious that uh, unless and until you stumble upon that approach, it's the kind of thing that you could relatively easily miss. And it goes back to what we've, all spoken about which is that this game is just not very well tutorialized at all yeah. certainly not on switch anyway and i don't remember it being much more in depth if at all on pc um I yeah think it is uh maybe a slightly ignominious sort of still i really want to get that full run uh the very least i get past level two or three because yep. I, I don't know i like rts i like the trailers i'm supposed to be good at them mm. <laughs> <laughs> i think we're once you get to like level four or five and you have a, a strat nailed down, as long as you're methodical and not reckless, it's close-ish to guaranteed that you will beat the game. Yeah. Particularly on very easy or too easy, which I think is what they call it. Um, yeah. Not, not quite the rousing reception that I was hoping for from you both for this game, but an interesting one, nevertheless. It's, yeah, it and, and is of, what it is, sadly. But, <laughs> um, that's fair. Yeah, speaking of interesting games, yeah, let's let's roll straight into the next fest. So, what we decided to do this time, rather than all play like eight different games and then try and speak about all of them at once, um, this time we each nominated for the group one game to play, and then I think. We've also played a few other games besides, with the exception of me, because I haven't had time at the time of recording. Um, so why don't I jump in really briefly and just talk about the one I nominated, and we'll, we'll sort of piggyback off that. So I nominated a game called Metal Hellsinger. Um, so this is a sort of Doom meets... Rhythm action Doom. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like... Um, Crypt of the Necro, yeah. Crypt of the Doom Slayer, basically. Yeah. Like you, you're playing first person Doom kind of thing, and you have that like counter. And we um, should say 2016 Doom. Yes, yeah, 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 new Doom, um, Doom Four kind of thing. You have like the metronome counter moving in on your crosshair, and as you do actions with that, um, your multiplier increases. So that's for damage. It also brings the instruments forward in the music, and when you have like a maxed out multiplier. Um, you'll have like the vocals over the music. The music, at least the couple of tracks featured in the demo, is really, really good metal music. Yeah. The beat's chuggy. Yeah. It's kind of Mick Gordon-y, but a little bit more pulled back and a little bit more melodic. And obviously you have vocals over the majority of it also. Really, really nice. And it helps that the combat underlying is is pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not... I would say the, the combat itself isn't like Doom 4 quality. No, um, it, it's not quite polished to mirror in the same way, but it is still really, really good. Has some ideas of its own. Um, keeps that like 
glory kill type thing that that doom does with the the forward momentum that that entails and again that's on the beat as well i love this as a package i can't wait to play the full version uh i hope it's better optimized i had to drop the demo down to like 1366 by 768 to get it to run at all on my laptop which uh, rare yeah. that i need to do anything like that but i mean the game still looks good at that resolution and the main thing is that the actual mechanical feel of it which was just so there um how did you two find this one because i know you both played it yeah man i, I mean a... this oh go ahead Bella. go ahead alex <laughs> <laughs> not this again <laughs> ah! um yeah I'll go, I'll go quick here i had a fucking blast with this um i i had it all yay thank you gaming laptop i had it pumped up to ultra and was like let's go <laughs> <laughs> have a great time all right rub it in i Very will um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i thought the music was excellent my only complaint and this is something that could be ironed out a little bit um because i remember and all thanks to I, I think game makers toolkit so i don't know some video essayist pointed this out where like in doom and the developers talked about this where they originally had the enemies would swarm you and would charge you um but they noticed that what that did was it would make you as a player back up a lot because there's so many enemies coming at you when really what they wanted is they wanted you to chase down the enemies and glory kill them and get into the action and so they had the they they made the ai instead back off a bit but what i noticed in this game is that the ai really swarm you and i did spend a majority of this game backing up um i was very much like on the retreat all the time and like shooting and then coming in for a kill and like getting some massive things and then retreating retreating so i noticed that and i was kind of i was like mm, i sort of wish that maybe they had a little more of that like hot we're just out of your reach come get me kind of uh kind of thing to them i think that would uh that might unlock something in the combat that would like really delve into that boom boom like bass pounding uh beats a little more um but it's it's just, that's just a, such a small fucking thing and what do i know i'm not the game developer <laughs> they might have tested that and it didn't work who knows right who knows um and maybe they want to distance themselves a tiny bit from dooms because <laughs> they're they're walking a very fine line <laughs> right now mm. um but i i think when you get into like a real rhythm and you're hitting it to that beat and you're swapping out and you're reloading on like and you you hit that gold reload and auto and, and the vocals start coming in shit dude fucking awesome <laughs> i was like it, yeah it almost gamifies what i i think most people myself included did to doom 2016 anyway which yeah. is like bobbing your head with the music as you're ripping and tearing and it's almost like, sit, let's make that a mechanic. Right? Like, like, let's just sit. make that the game. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and that is very fun. I will play your game because I am having, I, and you know, it's interesting. Will I be, will it hold me for longer than Doom? And that's the question because I've never beaten either of the, the new Doom games because I get to a point oh. where, well, I get to a point where I'm bored. I, I love those games a lot, but they, they don't hold me enough to keep going. Like I get through pretty far, like probably three quarters of the way through both of them. But I just stopped. I retired them because I was like, ah, I'm, I'm sort of done. Like I, I, I was over it a little bit. So let's see. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. And Paula, you who notoriously cannot play FPS, you tried this one, so I want to hear your experience. <laughs> yeah, I tried this out, and it was incredibly fun. Also, a little side note: my boyfriend has uh, this mechanical keyboard that is also a uh, Razer Chroma. So 
one little thing that was a lot of fun is that the keys like lit up at the beat of the music. <laughs> cool. I like that. So that was fun. And the at, at all times like the the keys that were for the for selecting the weapons were like colored on white. So even if I lost track or where the fuck my hand was at that time, I can also like I can al always just glance at the keyboard. It's like, oh here. One, two, three. Nice. Also, I had a lot of trouble at the start because I was very panicky because I don't really play first-person shooters, and the only one I played is the Happy Slime one that gives me time to do the stuff that I need <laughs> right. to do. So at the start, I was like, oh, no, shit, what am I doing? But once I got into the rhythm of it, I almost enter like this kind of like dreamlike stage, and I was like hitting Nirvana, and I don't know, and... I was really having a lot of fun and not noticing the motion sickness until I got the third weapon and I had to recharge. And for some reason, that broke my rhythm and then I suddenly started to feel sick. But uh -huh. I switched back to the other weapons. And then I was having fun again. And yeah, I didn't get like, I think there are like twin blades that you get later. I didn't get to those before I got yeah. killed. Yeah, there's some twin pistols. And, oh, twin pistols, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a twin something. I wasn't too far off, I guess. Um, I didn't get to those, so I'm like very sad. And sadly, I couldn't play more of it because at some point I, I said, this game is sick, and now I'm feeling sick too. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to stop playing. But... And I. Sick. <laughs> the game and I, I was sick, yeah. Uh, but still, it really surprised me of how fun an uh, action FPS was yeah. because I've never played one before, like never. So this is a first first experience was really really cool. Yeah. And this was actually my second favorite game of the Steam Games Fest that I tried. Nice. Mm. That's high praise for, especially that. Okay, that's gonna be pretty high praise for someone who gets sick playing FPSs. I guess to like it that much. Mm -hmm. yep. What was your first favorite? Was it one we played? Oh, I hope so. That would be the one that I recommended and nominated for this thing, Railbound, yeah. from the creators of Inventio and Golf Peaks. I think it was the other one. And Golf Peaks, yeah. And like those two, this one looks like it's gonna be wonderful. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> It's very good, yeah. Talk about a game that actually, sorry, Paolo, why don't you introduce a little bit what the game is actually before I jump in on this? <laughs> okay, so you, it is a puzzle game and you have to construct like this railroad. So these little um, carts of the train can go to the, the main body of the train and then go off to wherever they are going to go. And they, you have to put them like in order. So for instance, if you have um, two or three little cards there, you have to put number one first, number two first, number three first. The catch is they all move simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So you have to construct your railroad in a way that allows for the cards to reach on like the perfect timing they have to go in. I got to say too, this game is 
perfectly leveled, I think. Like each one you play through, you're like, ooh, what a nice little puzzle. And it makes you feel really smart. And then you try the bonus levels. Fuck me. I realized I'm an idiot. I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm nailing this. Yeah, I'll try the bonus demo levels that you got. Like, because they'll have extra ones that you don't have to play to progress, but you can play. And shit, man, there are some brain benders in there. Like, I was like, okay, I really haven't mastered this mechanic yet, obviously. Um, and I really appreciate that, that like they, the levels themselves just to beat are not like easy per se, but like they're, they're not overly challenging, right? Like there are a few different ways to solve them, but then they have those bonus ones that are just like, Ooh, and there's something so satisfying about getting all the rails together. And then you hit that button and they all, it like folds it and you're just like, nice. <laughs> it is very, very satisfying. And I love it. Did you you played this one too, right, Rick? Oh, I love this one. It's you can tell it's got like their their fingerprints all over it in terms of the um the art design, in terms of the way that the the difficulty is sort of pitched quite gently, and it teaches you through doing in terms of the different mechanics that you have available to you. It's also nice that they've done essentially three very different puzzle games, but they all feel like afterburn puzzle games they they have yeah. a real sense of identity in them because if you think about it like invento is um about stacking things on top of each other in such a way that you can like supersede and get the right thing at the very top um and then the switching of, of pieces between comes in later uh golf peaks gives you a predetermined set of moves and makes you sort of construct them in the right way to get you from a to b mm-hmm. and does some really clever, clever stuff in and around that this is about drawing train tracks but then, like, the order that you draw them, the way that you connect certain train tracks together, um, the the way that you manipulate junctions on train lines, and also the fact that you've got different numbers on the railway cart, so you have to get them there in the right order. Um, and that's just based on, like, the first world of levels. Yeah. They all come together to create a game that both feels unique and uniquely theirs. Yeah. And really really vibed with it really really pleased that that's coming um i have to say as good as the pc interface was this is clearly a mobile game as all of their games have been and i i expect to be playing it for mobile uh, that's, it's that's perfect I'm... on mobile right like just dragging around yeah. making tracks you're like it's destined for this <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta be yeah um the one that i picked i really i this game grew on me because at first i didn't I wasn't really sure what was going on with it entirely. I was like, oh, is it just going to be a couple of these things? So melatonin is what it's called. And it's um, it's basically like this like pastel purpley rhythm heaven game where like you because at first I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh, I thought it was just rhythms like, oh, you're just going to go through stages of rhythm games. Right. Um, And it's like this like weird dude who's like sitting on a couch and he like falls asleep. And he's dreaming and you're playing through his dreams of like eating food so like, there's one where he's like on a chair that has wings and like, there's like pizza going into his mouth and you have to hit it at the right time um that felt very rhythm paradise like of, of all the ones within it that felt the most it especially when it puts it behind clouds and you've got to like remember the beat and do all that yeah stuff. It's just, like, that's straight out of their playbook right and there's like one where he's like getting followers by like jumping from phone to phone and then what was the other one the video game like vr <laughs> he's like shooting the different characters and there was another one, right? Like it was that VR. Oh, the uh, buying credit cards. The tail one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
one. And then once you get enough, once you're good at, an, at them enough, you play them all in one big like uh, roundabout together. And I, that's when I was like, I get your game. I mm. see what's going on here. I'm in. I'm in. And I just, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought the music was really good and catchy. I was like having a really good time. Uh, and I got into a real rhythm hitting there. I was like, yeah, 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 <laughs> going through. So I just, I had fun with this one. It was one that like surprised me a little bit because I wasn't sure what I was getting into. I have to say, I think it was my least favorite of the three. Oh, but, like, me too. But <laughs> still really, really excellent. Mm-hmm. And, and one that I'll be keeping an eye on when it comes out. Um, it, it, it's nice to play a game like that with a bit more of a muted sort of pastel feel, like that same high octane action, but without the same sort of loud, ironically loudness, like in your face in terms of the aesthetic. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, I think by yeah. by the you, oh, sorry, I was gonna say by the okay. nature of it of the game for me, like it's not even the favorite of the ones that I played on mine, but it's like just because of the nature of it, right? Like it just has to be a little more simplistic, but it was my favorite chill of the ones I played. I think, mm. uh, what do you think? Pala? Well, for me, I didn't like it as much. Surprisingly. That is surprising. But I, I did get into the rhythm with each level, but at some point I was like, yeah, this is not for me. I don't see myself playing like the full version of the game. Hmm. Interesting. Fair enough. I thought the art style might have caught you a little bit, but okay. Yeah, the art style was very interesting, very surreal to like how the character moved between the the various levels, which I like. But the whole like the core mechanic, I didn't like as much. So this is not one that I'll be coming back to. Have you ever actually? I guess I never. Have you ever played the Rhythm Heaven games? No, never. Oh, okay. Okay. Then you might not like those games either, because <laughs> that's kind of the 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 idea with Rhythm Heaven is like one sometimes two buttons, usually one button rhythm games um, with a variety of different types and different uh, setups, but all are based around rhythm and hitting a single singular button. Um, mm. It's 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 a fairly it's a niche thing. Let's be real here. It's, it just it is. It's a niche genre of games because um, it's not rhythm in the same in the sense of like you know like demo or like uh, or guitar hero or whatever where you've got a bunch of different buttons and you're you're playing along. It's really just hit that one rhythm and, and get it down and like get into the flow state. Like that's kind of what it aims for. But interesting. Huh. You might have been, thought you might have been into it, but yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um. Did you guys try Curse to Golf? Did anyone try it? I don't know. I, I just played the three. Like I've been rushed. I know you guys have played more and you've got like um, more recommendations. I'm going to be terrible at this point. I'm just going to sit back for a minute because I, I, I'm going to try and play some more tonight. But like at the time of recording, I played three demos and we've all we've discussed them all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do then. I'm going to do a uh, lightning round where I'm going to try to go through these in like Ooh. two minutes, uh, where I just want to give you that quick elevator pitch. Curse to Golf, roguelike um, golfing game, 2D, um, and it's extremely fun. Like, it, you have all the controls of golfing, but essentially you're going through crazy hazardous, you're in, ha- you're in purgatory, and you have to get out of golf purgatory to get back to your dead body on Earth. And uh, yeah, really tricky. There's like card things you can do within it. Um, the roguelike elements of it, though, it's more designed than some roguelikes, I, I would say, where like courses are very considered um, 
It's just that some of the elements that you'll face in them are different. And I think they have a series of like a few hundred like courses that you can hit and you might just hit them in different, uh, different ways. Super fun. Cult of the Lamb, action, roguelike-ish game where you have like, you're creating a cult. <laughs> You've been summoned to create and you need to like convert these animals to your cult. And then you have like a little base where you do resource management. Fun. Quite fun. Mm. Um, coming out soon. Art style is gorgeous. Um, combat is enjoyable. Reminds me of going under a tiny bit. Um, but not entirely. Uh, Escape Academy. Escape Rooms. It's coming to Game Pass. It's very fun. <laughs> and there's like a big <laughs> larger thing to it. Beautiful thing there. Eyes in the Dark. Interesting. Uh, Alan Wake if it was 2D and about a Victorian girl. Um <laughs> There you go. It's 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 flashlight gameplay, but kind of Metroidvania, but also roguelite, I guess. I don't know, man. Roguelites are in. <laughs> um, least favorite of the ones I've played, I'd say. Um, Four Tales is a card-based narrative game. It's very interesting as far as I'm concerned. You have like a little board and you've got two characters. This character can kind of see the future. So you have all these scenarios that you can go play through, but the order you play through them does matter. It will affect other things that you have. You have like scenarios that you can play as cards. You have different actions and things that you can do. You collect money, food, all sorts of stuff that goes through it. Really, really, really fun. Um, reminds me a lot of uh, that hand game. Oh, no. Hand of Fate. Hand of Fate. Reminds me quite a bit of Hand of Fate. Um, Nitro Kid. Dope. It's like, it's like uh, fucking, not FTL, but what was that new one that was made? The fucking, do you remember the, by the FTL guys? Um, into the Breach. Into the Breach. It's very Into the Breach, except if it was the 80s and it's a Kung Fu uh, movie. So, Ooh, okay. yeah, really cool. Card-based stuff, but you're on a board. You can move around, move your character. Really, really fun. Um, and then lastly, Power Chord. It's like Slay the Spire if it was metal. Um, <laughs> and I love it. It's, it's like you have like a rock band from hell who has to get back up to this tower to defeat these demons that are coming in. And it is excellent. All right, that's it. I think that was like maybe three minutes. That's pretty good, I think. <laughs> Not bad, all things considered. <laughs> Can you beat it, Paula? Can you do better? Yeah, which one is... Oh, can I do better? That is a good question. So, first of all, I played Isle of Arrows, and it, that is a roguelike tower defense game. And it was pretty good. Like, it is pretty addicting. And you have to build like your little, uh, you have to defend the crystal from the people that are trying to get to the crystal. Um, you do that by placing like different like blocks on your little island mm -hmm. and trying to make the, the path to the crystal longer. You try to entrap the, the enemies like on, on this little ice path so they, will stay longer there so your your towers can do more damage and stuff like that. Pretty fun. Um, very difficult. And also, I highly recommend this one. Um, I played this explosion. too. Sorry, yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to wreck your thing. <laughs> I played this one as well. Did you find, I felt like this is a game that was locking things behind a progression gate for the sake of it. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like there wasn't any real reason why I couldn't have the cards or the tiles 
before playing it once. It was just like, oh, I get it. I have to play this three times to beat it because I need to get these. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it was. It just felt like the progression didn't need to be there. But then I also understand why it is, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like on one hand, it's like, okay, you if 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 we give you like too many too many things, like right from the get go, you might get confused. But I guess they could have like instead of waiting for you to die to give you stuff, just wait for I don't know, like oh, you pass like level three, let's give you this new tile instead of yeah, I don't know when you think. It was good. It, I, I kept thinking about it after. It was interesting. It was one of those games where I was like, I don't know if I like this. But then I kept thinking about it and I was like, ah, <laughs> shit, I probably like this. <laughs> uh, sorry, what were the other ones? Um, Explosion, DM. It was fine, DM. This was probably my least favorite game of the uh, of the ones I tried. And you have to demolish um, some houses by using explosives. And you have to position the explosives so you pretty much can detonate everything with a single explosion. And clear everything out too. It is satisfying in the sense of, like, it does, like, this wavy thing each time you uh, detonate stuff, but I didn't find it compelling enough to finish the demo. And finally, a room full of cats. It is a point-and-click hidden object game where you have to find the cats in a building. Very cute, very chill. N- not probably not for everyone because it's pretty much like finding um, was it finding Waldo or something like that? You well, you have probably, to yeah. find yeah you have to find cats between like these very crowded room. Yeah. Um, Almost those like finding a furball in a haystack. Oh, close. <laughs> close. Uh, <laughs> Finding a furball in a hairstack. Uh, well, <laughs> I was going to say. Um, actually, one other thing. Rick suggested another one that he didn't play. And I've got a very quick tagline for this. Moonscars. It's blasphemous, but ancient Greekish. And that's about it. <laughs> ancient Greekish. Okay. Yeah. Icor and stuff. If you know your ancient Greek mythology, you'll understand Icor and all that. But anyway, that's about uh, that's about it. So this was a really solid uh next for me i played a lot of games in this and had a good time so there's a lot of good shit that among us is like a really good selection of games all around yeah yeah so uh look forward to us probably playing some of these games in six years um <laughs> when we have time <laughs> oh lord whenever the backlog is not a yeah. thing anywhere it's gonna be a thing always who am i kidding forever and all time all right well now it's time for How long to beat the game? I believe, um, Paula, it's your turn to choose a game for us. So Rick and I are going to compete. Uh, as Paula is pulling that up, standings right now, uh, Paula and I are tied 8-8 and Rick is at 6, but that could quickly change with this game. So time to find out. Ooh, this is interesting. This one doesn't have like an official English release, but it has a very well-known fan translation. Well known enough to be on the randomizer of how long to beat, which by the way, it is a very great site and you should check it out whenever <laughs> you have any helps on how long a game is takes to beat. So Valkyria Chronicles 3, Unrecorded Chronicles. Ooh, I love these games. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> This is the PSP one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The second PSP one. So the, the original came out on PS3. Right. The sequel was like a, a budget 
or more budget constrained title for PSP. PSP. It came out everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the three call was the same, but didn't get a release outside of Japan. And then number four got a release on PS4, Xbox, PC. I love um, four. It's, I've only played the second. I own all four, um, but I've only played the second. I need to go back and play. I've got the first one on PS4, the remastered version. And I think I have a copy of Four Bounce around somewhere as well. And I've got a, a perfectly legal copy of three that I downloaded from a perfectly legitimate source, which I shall not divulge. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, four and <laughs> um, and remastered, and uh, they're fantastic. They're very, very good. Very good. So between us, we've played all the games except the one in question. Well, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've only played one, and I haven't finished it, so I have to jump back into it. But it is my PlayStation is currently not in my possession, so sad times for me. So, in addition to the the regular, the main plus and the hundred percent times, Paola, what is our bonus category this time worth a, a whopping two points? Well, for this one, it's gonna be. How many people have pulled the time on completionists? Oh, on completionists. Oh, that is good. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to shoot for the moon here. They are longish games. Yeah, they're, they're pretty fucking big from what I remember. Um, it's i I want to go back and double check how long i spent on so i feel like a main plus ish run took me in fact i'm not going to say that until after all (laughs) i was like tell me rick how long did it take (laughs) (laughs) okay i've got my times and then i think so you're saying how many people have logged it as a completionist run that's your yeah how many people, according to how t- long to read, have logged in the completion time for one hundred percent? Okay. Okay. Right, this is I have, I have my time, though. Let me know when Alex is in power, and I shall divulge. Oh, I just, I, I just put my. You in. are in no edits, so. So times are locked. For in. main story, let oh. me see. Yeah, before we go, just as a, a bit of flavor. Um, my playthrough, which was completed in April 2020, so that that was a pandemic Shit, completion. Interestingly enough, okay. it was a little while back. Yeah, um, 64 hours 21 minutes for a, a oh, main okay. plus run, but it uh, was a relatively light plus oh, for a main plus. Okay, that makes me feel good or bad. I guessed a little bit higher. I guess. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I think three is supposed to be a bit longer, so I have guessed a bit higher anyway. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, let's find out. <sighs> What the fuck, guys? So, <laughs> what does what that mean? That? No, I'm, I'm curious. I laugh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so, Did we fuck up Alex hard? said for main fifty-five hours, yeah. and Rick said fifty-five hours. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so we both get points, right? <laughs> oh, points, but the actual points. time is fifty. 56 and a half hours. Oh, Ooh. shit. So you were okay. pretty close. Okay, not bad, okay. not bad. All right, all right. For main plus, you both said 80 hours. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, that's amazing. Are you like communicating in some way behind the scenes, guys? Telepathically oh. communicating with each other. <laughs> if we get both the same oh. for completionist, I'll lose my mind. All right. What did I... I think okay, it's 80 and a half hours. You were too, you were pretty close to that. Okay, okay. You both get the point, so I don't even know why <laughs> you're saying it doesn't even matter anymore. It matters. It the matters. Times. Right, go on. What, what have we put for 100%? For completionist, Rick said 130 hours, and Alex oh, said the exact same thing. My God. That is a How Long To Be podcast first. (laughs) And they're both anonymous. (laughs) You can't get I'm I'm a little bit in shock. I mean, we both love this series, I guess. (laughs) That's unreal. Okay. I I, I beg that we haven't put the same thing for the number of completionist times. Okay, for the completion time is... 121. Let's see. As in, like, oh, the, how okay. many people have. Alex said for completion time, the number of people that had entered completion time is five, while Rick says one. Yeah, the correct answer I, is. I, I, I think it's either loads or nothing if you're asking mm. the question, and that's why I went for almost nothing. Mm. Or at least well, someone is a mind reader because it is one. Oh! Rick, you just tied it up. Uh, oh yeah damn so that the score now is 11 11 for alex and uh rick and then eight for paola so it's still freaking anyone's game on this um because paola you could surpass this next round um if you want Hopefully. yeah i don't i don't want to look at you alex i feel like you're in my head i'm in your brain or you're in mine <laughs> that's unreal <laughs> yeah that was so oh. real i had it was crazy guys yeah i've never that was okay because i think let me see because my brain when i was thinking about this i was like i know that the from what i've heard because i was actually was watching someone talk about the psp games recently (laughs) i can't remember what the video essay was it was about bakira chronicles they're talking about how that one is longer than the others um so I was just like, all right, let's just kind of double my times for Vecchio Chronicles 4. Because <laughs> I basically did main plus extras. It was 40 for me. And then it was about 35-ish. So I was like, ah, add a little more for that. And then double it. And then I just shot for the moon on completion. Because I found that so recently. We... Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, so we both based our times on other games in the series and ended up just on the exact goddamn same. Exact goddamn... <laughs> yeah. I also feel like we've been playing this game for so long that like I've kind of hit a point where like, for some of these JRPG-ish tactical games, I don't know why, but like 130-ish seems like the completionist time. It's like, it's either like 60 or it's like double that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If it's not a PS1 game, we officially have a bead on him. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not a PS1 game, that's it. Damn. Well, because now I'm looking at, I'm looking at all of them now. And yeah, the, the, um, oh my God, that game is like, way up there compared to the others uh, yep yeah i wonder if that's just because not many i can't believe one person has been pulled for the completion this time that's incredible Funny. i mean it also makes sense right because it's a, a fan translation for that game and True. it's an english yeah. language site so it's not likely that that many people have played it let alone played it to that extent it's and yes you say, if you look at the main main plus times it's like 22 and 22 yeah like the same right. people, probably. 
Well, yeah, actually, if you've you've like done a main time, and then gone back and played some of the extra missions, maybe. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that was great. That was excellent. Uh, Nail biting. Wow. That's gonna be my strategy. I just need I just need to figure out what Rick's times. Are. What would Rick say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't need to know the actual time of the game. Just what Rick thinks. <laughs> This game is rigged. Like, what, it's what rigged. Was Jesus what was rigged? <laughs> that's a new. That's oh. a new title. Yeah, this game is rigged. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Yeah, this game is. And rigged. now we're both trying to put the same ah. title in the title options. <laughs> you do it, Rick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in. For I know last week we said we had a special episode for you this week, but. Uh, it is coming. Trust me. Um, it's just it wasn't in the cards this week, but it's it's coming. <laughs> Postponed, but not cancelled. Exactly. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully. it's uh, in the spirit of you know <laughs> video games. It's been delayed. So just wait. <laughs> the the apology JPEG is on its way as we speak. Exactly. Todd Howard will come out and tell you how much he respects you waiting for this game. Yeah, there you go. Um, Toodaloo, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See you. Bye. What the?